The Referral Navigator Limited Series Podcast. Hi, everybody. I'm Jeff Talkman. Welcome to the Referral Navigator Podcast. And we're here today with Michael. Michael's a managing partner of a law firm. And we're going to talk about business development through referrals. As you all know, lawyers can get referrals from their own clients. Lawyers can get referrals from other professionals. So we're going to dive in and talk a little bit with Michael about himself, about his firm, uh, about the types of cases they handle, about his strengths when it comes to business development through referrals, any sort of systems or tools or strategies or techniques that he and his partners and associates are using. We'll talk about his goals when it comes to referrals, uh, mistakes and problems and roadblocks, as well as talking about his action plan. And that's our framework for the discussion. Michael, welcome to the Referral Navigator podcast. Thank you, Jeff. It's a pleasure being here on the podcast. And uh, this is an area that I'm really excited to talk about. I know that uh, really referrals and business development is something that's essential to, uh, to the success of any law firm and any business. So it's definitely an issue that we take uh, great care and pride in here at our firm. That's awesome. I appreciate that. Let's start with a little background on you and then a little background on your firm before we get started. Tell us first a little bit about your background, you know, your your education and experience and background in terms of types of work that you've done. And then we'll get into a little bit more about your firm. Well, I uh, grew up in just outside of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, went to the University of Florida for law school. I did to go back to school and uh, I obtained a MBA degree, uh, ended up uh, in April of 2010, joining the Ticton Law Group, uh, which is headquartered here in Deerfield Beach, and became the managing partner of the firm. And uh, it's been great because I've been able to uh, see a, a really high amount of growth here at the firm. Uh, and a lot of it's through the business development efforts that we've put in. That's great. Uh, and great school. I was actually just looking at the U.S. News and World Report, the the rankings for the the law schools around the country and UF where you did your JD and MBA is quite a bit higher than the my school. Not much higher, but a little bit higher than mine. I was just looking at it yesterday. I went to Arizona State and did my JD and MBA as well. So you've got a great school. I think the definitely the top ranked in the state of Florida and great background in education. Tell us a little bit more about what makes you referable as an attorney. Let's say John Doe is your client. He's gonna refer you maybe a little bit because of your background and experience, but probably more because of the work that you do for him. Well, in your mind, what would make a client like John Doe feel like he'd wanna refer you to new prospective clients? In terms of clients uh, here at the Ticton Law Group, we handle all different types of civil litigation and transactional work. So we get a very diverse group of clients. Um, we have a lot of clients that are uh, involved in pers personal injury situations, uh, probate, family law, business litigation, entertainment and sports law. So one of the things that I find that's really important in terms of being referable and having clients want to give word of mouth referrals would be making sure that you are being able to be a resource for your client. And what I mean by that is, especially in a legal situation, 
you're wearing many different hats for the client. You may be a counselor one day, you may be a navigator the next day, you may be an advocate in court the, the day after that. And what clients often you know, come to us is they say, hey, we have a lot of problems. We have a lot of issues that we need to, to deal with. And where we stand as their attorney is we stand as the champion between them and their problems. In fact, one of our firm's taglines is the lawyers you want between you and your problems. So being referable means to us to be able to be a resource for our clients. I really like that tagline. I think you said the lawyers you want between you and your problems. I like that tagline a lot. And then from client perception, part of a client's perception that makes an attorney referable, meaning that that client is likely to re- more likely to refer you to another prospective client, has to do with sort of the bedside manner of the attorney, their communication, their responsiveness, their ethics, their personality. What would you say are some of the things that make you and some of your partners referable in the eyes of the client? Well, I think the first thing is looking at the philosophies of the firm and the mantras of the firm. Uh, We display very loud and proud on our website uh, what we call our three C's. And those three C's are communication, creativity, and cost-effectiveness. I find that the number one way to keep clients happy is to communicate with them. You know, nothing's uh, better than just having a quick phone call with a client explaining what's going on currently in the case and then outlining what some of the next steps are in the case. Uh, Also looking at the issue of creativity, you know, coming up with creative solutions, not, you know, willing to, you know, get from point A to point B. The last part being cost effective. 99% of my clients don't like being in lawsuits. What we can do is make the situation a little less painful by being less painful in in their wallet. Thank you. With some of the law firms that I work with as a consultant, some of their strengths, once they're referable, involve being a little bit more proactive to get clients and professionals to give referrals. And let's focus on that now, which is how do you go and get the referrals if you are referable, which is what we talked about so far. Some of the clients might have a written business development strategy, and that's a good way to be more clear about their way of getting referrals. Some might have a good use of a CRM tool to keep track of the clients and important personal information about those people, including who they know and their motivation and justification to refer and a a way to make it systematic to follow up with people who are clients or professionals. Others might have, other law firms might have some language in writing that they can use, good questions to ask people to get to know who they know and get to know their motivations and justifications to refer business. Uh, Other people might, as law firms, have some training in place. They might hire a trainer or might have an in-house trainer to train the attorneys on these business development type conversations. Those are some things that I've seen. How about for your firm? What do you do in order to be proactive Given that you are referable, what do you do really well to get referrals? What are your strengths there? One of the uh, things that I implemented was basically a goal, a minimal goal each month for every attorney. And that was that they needed to attend one networking event to get their name out there, go out and go get referrals um, each month. And just having that as a mindset, each month we do an attorney's meeting where we you know, go over 
education and discuss, you know, issues that might be happening. But uh, a portion of that meeting is is to talk about networking events and business generation and referrals. Uh, one of the strategies that we also employ is that we provide business cards to each of the staff members as well. They have their business cards in hand that they can use as an opportunity to uh, refer the firm to that particular person. So at this at the beginning, that the strategy is just making sure to have that uh, idea at the front of mind that business development is a critical element to a successful law firm. If I could give an example with a, a brief fable. There's a wise man walking through the forest and he came upon a lumberjack and the wise man said, you know, I've got tools and experience here to sharpen your saw for you so that you can cut down more trees. And the lumberjack said, no, I'm too busy. And uh, so the metaphor being that if you know, a law firm is not making the time to focus on business development through referrals, holding the attorneys accountable, giving them systems, tools, training, etc. And their excuse is they're too busy. Well, then they're the lumberjack. They're they're missing the opportunity to cut down more trees with the time they are investing. So let me focus in on the that meeting, which I think sounds like one of the ways that you're helping helping yourself and the other attorneys to sharpen the saw, so to speak. What yeah. kind of things do you do during that meeting to train the attorneys on how to ask for referrals or who to ask or how to use their practice management software or spreadsheets effectively or conversations to have with clients to find out who the clients know and their motivations and justifications to refer to actually work on going beyond you know the planting the seed hey let us know if you know anyone which a lot of attorneys do which i think is better than nothing for sure but not very advanced to something more advanced where you're actually finding out who the people know, finding out their motivations and connecting to the right people more purposefully. What sort of things are you doing in those meetings that you're holding, which we might call sharpening the saw? We're looking at going beyond the point of the simple business card exchange into actually developing the relationship with the with the potential referral source or the potential contact. One of the things that our attorneys do is they utilize their legal assistance to help plan one-on-one as a follow-up. And we encourage our attorneys to utilize those times as a great opportunity to maybe meet meet a potential uh, referral source for a coffee or grab a quick lunch and learn more and become a deeper dive in terms of not just how can this referral source benefit me, but looking more at the philosophy of how can I get this referral source to want to give me referrals? And I find that one of the best strategies in terms of doing that is finding out how you can actually give referrals to that new referral source. Excellent. Let's go on now to talk about some goals. If there was anything that we didn't mention when it comes to strengths and getting referrals from clients or getting referrals from professionals that you think we missed, we can go back but at least I'll ask the question about goals and we can always add more strengths if you'd like to. When it comes to goals from getting referrals, pretty much every attorney would say they wanna grow their firm, grow their client base. So that's kind of the obvious answer, but more specifically for you, the specific types of cases that you wanna get, the kind of referral relationships that you don't have in place yet that you'd like to build, maybe certain skills that you or the attorneys in the firm don't yet have at the highest level 
um, the vision of the sharpened saw, so to speak, that you want to have that's not there yet. Maybe a goal related to the use of the CRM tools or the practice management software, the spreadsheets you mentioned, maybe a better way to have the meeting that you have monthly with the attorneys, maybe a better way of training the staff to get those and give those business cards out and, and collect names. What are some things that you want to have in place that you don't have yet? What are some goals that you have for business development strategy and skills and tools um, and the goals for the firm? So I, I find a lot of uh, a lot of the development is is within building sub networks within different geographic areas. So many times clients may need services from other vendors or uh, partners um, in which may require an in-person visit. So for example, in a personal injury setting, uh, perhaps someone needs to see a chiropractor or go to an MRI place. But the biggest challenge for the client is getting from point A to point B or taking time out of their schedule to go see that particular doctor that may be 45 minutes or an hour away. So one of my goals is to develop in each of the little communities around South Florida is to develop little networks of of referrals with different types of providers. Also, I would say another goal is being able to get, uh, make sure that we're involved in many different areas uh, and attend different events that are available to us within the community. Um, I know that we've attended events through various chambers of commerce or uh, bar association events or events through young professional organizations or events through uh, different types of uh, practice areas that we may practice. Um, But just being able to uh, learn about all the different events that are out there and really take advantage of them. Thank you so much. A good uh, point for me to mention the the JD networking group, which I just mentioned to you before the we started recording the podcast, and a good opportunity for people to come and build their network um, in a, in a very wide geographical stretch. Uh, JDs, of course, Juris Doctor degree holders, but not just practicing attorneys. JD degree holders like myself who don't practice law. Uh, it's a good opportunity. So I hope you'll come to that meeting, Michael, and a uh, good opportunity to build your your networks in those communities that you mentioned. Uh, other yes. goals that you may have might include to have uh, more training for yourself or the attorneys. You might want to have a better system. You might want to have some steps to follow in terms of what to say to a client in order to get more referrals from them. You might want to have more training for the staff or for the younger attorneys. You might want to have uh, other goals that you want to accomplish with the firm. What other goals are you working towards? What's the vision, let's say, maybe a little further out, like five years from now or 10 years from now? What are some things that you want to have that you don't have in place yet? One of the things I learned both in in law school and in MBA school, uh, one of the classes I took was entrepreneurship. And it really talked about the value of doing a business plan. And as attorneys, we have to take a step back from the practice of law to actually do that business plan each year and really analyze, you know, where are those opportunities for us in the longer term? So, for example, uh, in terms of our case management system, you know, we used to just uh, input information into the case management system about different people that we met. But then we said, well, it makes it harder for us because we may not know about the, which geographic areas these people are uh, are most centered or where their offices, you know, if they have other locations. 
So we modified our, our templates to include office information in geographic areas. So that way we don't just search by name or by profession. What we're searching for, we can do a search for geographic area and find different professionals um, that we can connect our clients to. Very good. And then longer term vision goals for the firm that you have five years, 10 years from now, some sort of skill or strength that you want to build for yourself or the other attorneys when it comes to generating referrals from the clients, maybe techniques that you want to have or steps to follow or language to use, questions to ask, referral stories of success to put in writing and share, different newer version of the business plan and writing that you want to have. Obviously, I'm giving you a lot of choices, but you tell me what are some of the things that you want to have that you don't have in place right now that you think would help your firm to do an even better job of generating referrals from clients and from professionals. I want to make sure that we're utilizing the different tech- technologies. Um, one of the one of the things that I, I noticed is it seems like every five, 10 years, what we're seeing is a is a migration off different social media networks. So you you probably remember Jeff the the and I remember when MySpace was really big and then everyone migrated off MySpace and they went to Facebook and then they went from Facebook to Instagram and then from Instagram to Snapchat and all these different modalities so it's utilizing those technologies to be able to grow and expand uh being able to expand the web presence of the firm and that's an area where I see uh, where our firm's going to make sure that even the, even if we adapt and go with these uh, technologies, that we still get out there and make that face-to-face commitment um, because that's where a lot of networking and a lot of referrals happen through word-of-mouth uh, referrals. Let's go to our third step, which is about concerns, roadblocks, difficulties, mistakes. Oftentimes, law firms will tell me that they're not doing enough to be proactive to get referrals from clients. Certainly they do a great job to be referable, but they're making a mistake because they're not really being proactive to find out who the clients know or put that information in the CRM. They're not really finding out the client's perception of what makes them referable or their motivation to refer, which is really for the benefit of the referral source as opposed to the justification, which is more what they think that the law firm is going to provide to the new client. Also, firms will tell me that they don't have really a written strategy on business development. They might have an overall business plan, but how to get referrals is not anything that's uh, fleshed out too much. Maybe they make mistakes in that the way they use their CRM tool, they're not really ranking and prioritizing their referral sources or having a systematic way of following up with the best clients and professionals they're not really implementing any sort of training or sharpening the saw and the skill set to have that referral conversation. Uh, They're not following up enough on the events they are attending, for example, or the one-on-one meetings that they do set, not doing a good job of following up. Those are a lot of the mistakes that I hear that lawyers are making. What about for you and for your attorneys and for yourself? What mistakes, what uh, what errors do you think that you're making that you want to try to improve? When I talk to especially newer attorneys, I think one of the biggest uh, issues that attorneys have to overcome is the fear of rejection. You know, they put themselves out there in terms of maybe going to a networking event, not knowing anyone else in the room. 
and uh, overcoming that initial fear of going up to a complete stranger and starting a conversation. I think a lot of it is is developing as many relationships as possible. I would also say one of the challenges that uh, I see sometimes is being able to understand the value of devoting time to business development. You know, in, in the legal setting, everything is, is, you know, looked at under the almighty, but it's an investment and an investment process. At the end of the day, it's going to be worthwhile because it's going to help you generate more revenue in the future when that particular business professional sends you cases. So recognizing that it's a long-term process um, and not to get discouraged if you're not able to get those returns immediately. A lot of it's about building that trust. That makes sense. Um, that's definitely the part uh, you addressed about using the word fearful and discouraged that you mentioned to pretend that there aren't emotions in business development through referrals is not going to uh, allow you to, to fix the issue. Let's talk now about concerns, mistakes, problems. What do you think your firm is doing wrong when it comes to doing business development with the clients, mistakes with the clients themselves, not in terms of the practice of law, which makes you referable, but in terms of sometimes people will say they're kind of passive with the clients. They don't sometimes go beyond the scope of the case with the client. They're not learning about who the client knows in their lives, what groups they're a part of, what organizations they're a part of. What have you seen that uh, you and your attorneys you think might be doing wrong when it comes to getting referrals from the clients? I think there's been a trend in the legal profession to try to communicate as quickly with a client or maybe uh, communicate, respond, you know, via email with a client. Um, I'm actually a very firm believer of the opposite approach, which is the telephone call. So I always tell clients, you're welcome to email me, but I always respond with a phone call because that allows me to really dive in and understand, uh, deeper beyond, you know, the answer to that one simple question or question that might be posed in that email. It also is a great way to make a connection and kind of talk, you know, longer term with the client, understand some of those motivations. So I I think you cannot underestimate the value and the benefit that attorneys receive by having that either in person or telephonic communication with their clients. Great. Let's get on to the fourth step sort of action plan going forward. One thing that sounds like a good potential suggestion for you based on what you just said is a concept that I call the referral stories of success. That is, let me tell you prospect or client about another client that had a similar situation and how we dealt with that situation. Not only are you telling the person you're speaking to about how you helped a client, a prospect that became a client, but you're also telling the person you're speaking to about the referral source. So if you include two characters in the story, the referral source, and the client, now the person listening to the story is able to learn how to be like the client, of course, which is why people do that naturally in the, in the first instance, but also they can learn how to be like the referral source. The referral sources might have a better relationship with the person they referred to you. So if John's the referral source in your story and he refers you to Jane, 
we can not only talk about what you did for the client, Jane, but also the benefit for the referral source. I really like that idea. Most of the time when people are hiring a lawyer about a deeply personal situation, it may be a situation that, that they may feel embarrassed about or maybe upset that they're involved in or they there may be some negative connotations. So uh, that can be a really challenging point in terms of uh, someone basically provide, you know, letting others that they may know into their life to say, hey, you know, I know that this lawyer does a really good job with divorce law. Well, that may lead to the conversation. Well, boy, did you just get divorced? Like, why? How do you know this? Um, so by being able to bring in that third party or or modify that situation, I, I could see where that would definitely be a way to really bring on uh, new opportunities and new referrals for doing that. And it would make the client, let's say, if the client's the one that's uh, uh, see, you know, trying to help you get referrals uh, to make them feel more comfortable about referring a client to the firm. Yeah, a good way to expand the client's understanding of what your firm is capable of doing for clients. And also, like you said, they could be uncomfortable thinking about giving a referral if they haven't heard how it's done well. So telling them about how John referred us to Jane and how although maybe John was concerned, he actually ended up benefiting, that can do a lot to convince the person you're speaking to that they too can act like John. You can teach them and train them how to be like John, the referral source, by telling them a story uh, about John rather than just telling them, hey, you should refer me, tell them a story about how John referred us to Jane. It's a little softer, easier approach. Uh, Other Clients that I've worked with, law firms have wanted to take new action. They might want to be better with their use of the CRM tool to capture information about clients and who they know, capture information about their motivation and justification in writing, capture um, maybe more specific good questions to ask, put those in writing, write the referral stories, as I mentioned. They might want to have more frequent training or more robust training on the referral conversation, perhaps role play, rehearse it, practice it, have some steps to follow. Uh, What are some things that you want to change and do differently with your firm in order to generate more referrals from clients? Sure. So I talked before about how we have the, the goal each month of each attorney going to one networking event a month. It's about expanding and building off of that. I, I think that there's no uh, cap in terms of the number of events, number of programs. The more connections you make, the better off you're going to be as an attorney. And it's being able to stay well organized and stay well managed in connection with that. So we're constantly looking to develop and improve the systems that we have in place. And then it's about educating new hires um, as part of our training process We educate the new hires in terms of uh, utilizing the case management software programs, utilizing the spreadsheets, adding to the spreadsheets, giving all, making sure that uh, new hires know where this information is, making sure new hires know how to utilize the tools and the resources that we give them. And that's why as a part of our meeting each month, we don't just talk about, you know, the, the events that are upcoming and saying, well, we know these organizations are doing these events, but we talk about, well, what were certain strategies that you may have utilized when you went to the last event? What were areas, you know, did you find, did you get any feedback from anyone that you spoke with? 
Um, you know, did you come across any really interesting business cards or marketing techniques, those types of things? Uh, I know one of the things that's uh, coming that, that I've been seeing some people implement are these digital business cards where people may scan a uh, QR code or they may uh, have a tap to business card. So I know in terms of looking at action items, I'm doing some investigation into seeing, you know, if, if in addition to a traditional paper business card, whether there's a value to uh, providing that as an option as well to people. Sure. And I think first thing, thanks, Jeff, for the opportunity. Um, as I mentioned, this is an area of the law that for me is a lot of fun. Uh, you know, it's fun to win a case in the courtroom, but it's also fun to uh, look at the the practice of law in terms of uh, going beyond the uh, the nuts and bolts of the individual cases. So uh, I think it's great the work that the referral network, the referral navigator does and in terms of developing a referral network and helping lawyers uh, understand the business strategies that are necessary in this area. So uh, in terms of that, what I was uh, really interested in learning is uh, maybe you could help help me understand, you know, if if you had the one big piece of advice that lawyers, uh, you know, are maybe missing out on in terms of building their business and uh, getting referrals, what you would say from your seat. That's a tough question. So maybe I'll give a couple instead of just one. But I think it goes back to that metaphor I was using. Like you, for example, were saying you have this monthly meeting. I might suggest it might be worth sharpening the saw every week, for example. Have a discussion on a more regular basis with accountability and a specific plan in writing. So during that month, uh, weekly meeting, monthly is now, but maybe change that to, to weekly and have some clear, specific action plans for each person on the whole team, not just you, but the other partners and associates, the attorneys, and also the staff. Let's be really clear in writing about everybody's, and you'll notice these four steps because we just went through them, their strengths, their goals, their concerns, and their action plan, which we just covered, make that clear in writing for every person on the team. And now you've got a strategy document, some more specific action items for each person to take. And then if you are doing that on a weekly basis, now you've added some element of accountability and continuing to sharpen the saw that it's not a one time like let's all attend a seminar on how to get more business and then take away what we can. But it's more regular. And you as the leader, the managing partner of the firm, you got to lead by example. So you have to be the one coming prepared to those meetings for you yourself to say your own strengths and goals and mistakes that you've made and lead by example in those meetings. I act as a moderator for those discussions, but I do not come in and play the role of the leader of the firm. I need the managing partner or at least the practice group leader if I'm working with a practice group within a larger firm to play that role in those weekly meetings that we have. So I guess that would be sort of my one suggestion to have weekly meetings about business development through referrals because for a lot of the clients I work with, it's certainly more than half Oftentimes, more than 80% of their origination comes from referrals from clients and professionals. Thank you so much, Michael, for taking this time to have this discussion with me about business development through referrals from clients and professionals. Uh, I thought it was an excellent discussion, and I hope, and I believe, very educational for the listeners to think about how they themselves 
can be a better managing partner for their firm if they're in that position. And then, of course, please reach out to Michael if you are a potential client in need of his services. Uh, we're going to put up Michael's contact information on the screen right now. And you can reach out to him at the email address, the website, and the phone number that you see on the screen. Michael, thank you so much again. And to everybody, see you soon. Bye-bye.